to all the people that it's uh, that we always do it for. Uh, it should be the Lezecha Nishmas. Miriam Bas Yachutz. Miriam Bas Yachutz. Okay, we're up to the Mishnah and Daf Lamed Dalit Amid Beis. Now, the Mishnah says like this. Yesh Chayev Al-Maisa Shoiroi Upotar Al-Maisa Atzmai. The Mishnah is now going to describe that there are certain actions that if your shar does it, you're going to be potter. But if you were to do it, you'd be chayiv. And vice versa. Some actions, if you would do it, you'd be chayiv and your shar is potter. Vice versa. What's the example? If an ox does an action that causes humiliation to a person, potter. You don't have to pay for a busha. There's no paying for humiliation if done by an animal. But but if a person were to do it, it would be chayiv, because it's one of the punishments, one of the payments that a person does. Adam Hamazik is 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 for humiliation, which does not apply by an ox. Another halacha that does not apply to oxen, if an ox gores and hurts an eviknani, and let's say blinds his eye, he doesn't go free. You only go free when the owner does it, not the owner's property, not the ox. But if the owner were to do it, you'd be chayv. One more. If, let's say, a shar hurts the, the, the master's parents, he's got to pay for that, right? The, the ox gores and hurts the, the ox is owned by Reuven, and the ox gores and hurts Reuven's father. So Reuven has to pay for the damage is done to his father. But if Reuven were to hurt his own father, he wouldn't have to pay because he would be Kim al because he'd get the death penalty. So that's an example. Another one. Let's say an ox were to start a fire on Shabbos, so you'd have to pay for that. But, who should look as a Kedish B'Shabbos Potter? But if a person were to make a fire on Shabbos, you'd be Potter, because, Kim because, because you're getting the death penalty for Mavir on Shabbos, for, um, for making a fire, so because Yechayah, the death penalty, Kim Lebedirami, you don't have to pay the financial responsibilities. So the Gemara starts off like this. You see from our Mishnah, that if a person makes a fire on Shabbos, you get the death penalty. Now, what's interesting about that is, is we know normally on Shabbos, for you to be chayev misa, it has to be what's called melechas um, machshavas, and it has to be melechas shetzrich legufa, which means it has to be an action that has a positive result. If a person is doing something purely to avoid something else, that's called a melechas sheinzrich legufa. Normal, I'll give an example. If, let's say, um, uh, if someone carries on Shabbos because you want the item, then it's chayv on Shabbos. But let's say you're carrying to get rid of the item because the item smells and you need to get it out of your domain, then that's considered a destructive act. It's only us Making a fire is generally destructive. I mean, that's the nature of it. You see from our Mishnah that you're chayv, the death penalty, for making a fire. What, what? So, the, okay, so maybe that's the case, but that's, even needing the warmth, I don't think that, that would be enough. You'd have to be that you'd need the coals. Okay, but that's a very, that's a, that's a very um, uh, obscure situation. Pashtas is, just as you make a fire, you chayiv. So it says the Gemara, Tani Ravavo Kamed Rav Kol HaMakalkal and Petur. All destructive acts are only rabbinically forbidden and not biblical. Chutz Mechoyvel Amaver, except for the two, these are the exceptions. Choyvel, making a wound, Every time you make a wound, it's destructive by nature. It's not like unless you want the blood. But Pashtas, you're making a wound that's destructive by nature. And Yechayev, the Gemarashi says the source that Yechayev, that this is the exception, is because you need a Pasuk to tell me that you're allowed to do a bris meal on Shabbos. 
That means that it's also deraisa to do brismila, even though that's a, it's an act of chavala. And the second one is mavir making a fire. Fire is a destructive act, and you get the death penalty. It's the exception to the rule. Okay. Fine, it works perfectly. Meaning, according to this opinion, the brice in front of Rav Yechanan, the brice that Rav Yechanan was taught, is that if a person makes a fire, even if it's completely destructive, because you want to just burn the house down, Yechayev, you're going to get the death penalty. Okay. Amr le Rav Yechanan then said to the author, the brice, to Rav who quoted the brice, Puk Tani Lebra, go teach that outside. In other words, no way. No way. There's no such thing as a chi of misa on a destructive act. So why? So what is there a situation where you're chayiv for making a fire? So maver ain't a mishnah. No, no way. You're not going to be chayiv for doing destructive acts. Vim tim mishnah. And if you want to say that it's true that you'll give you get the death penalty for chayvul maver, it has to be where it's constructive. What's an example of constructive acts? Chayvul tzarch lekalvoi. The wound means you need the blood for your feed your dog, meaning you're, you're giving a wound to an animal, you're making it bleed, but not because you want it to bleed, but because you need the blood. So that's a constructive act. It's a machlegas. It's a machlegas whether it's shchito or, or misa. Yeah. Okay, the point is it has to be a, that's also no, that's also constructive. You need the animal. Oh, okay. It's interesting. I guess I don't know. It's a, it's a shayla of whether you know. Maybe the hell's a different makar. I think it might be there's a shayla of what it might be tseveya. Might be tseveya because you're you're coloring the skin. Yeah. It's tanoim if I'm not mistaken. You need the blood. They used to put, they used to feed the part of the dog's food as they would put some cow blood in the in the food. So the point is, so you need the dogs. You need the blood. So that's a constructive. Or mavir is tzarich la'afroi. Mavir, the case of mavir that's constructive is where you're doing it not because you want to burn the place down. You're doing it because you need the coals. You need the offer. You need the the ashes for whatever reason. Oh, see. Yeah, but I, I think, I, I don't know if that would be enough. It means you need the ashes, meaning you need the fire, the, the essence of the fire is, is needed. So, okay, so you're telling me right now, says, when do you get the death penalty? Which would mean, insert in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that there's Kim Lebedirabine, which means there's a death penalty. So what's the case? So according to the Tanakhama, it's any case of a fire. According to Rav Yechonon, it's Dafka Tzarech La'afra. It's Dafka a constructive fire. So here's the question, Tanan, The Brisa assumes that it's the same situation, meaning the Mishnah compares you making a fire with your cow making a fire. This is a kasha and Yechanan, why? Because we assume it's the same case, right? You and the cow are, are the same case. Now, if you're telling me that every fire is this is high of Misa, then the Mishnah is talking about any fire. Fine, makes sense. You made a fire, you can made a fire. But if you're telling me the only case where the person is Kim Lebidramine, where he gets the death penalty is Dafka, where he makes a fire that's constructive, that would also mean for just for flow purposes that the cow is also making a constructive fire. That's the case. Meaning, you're telling me the case of the mission by a person is constructive, and we assume if the person and the cow are in the same category, it's the same type of fire. Right? That's the whole point of the Mishnah. You do something, he does something, identical act, he's high of your potter. You're talking about a constructive fire. That means the cow is also a constructive fire. So the Gemara says, I mean, the case of the, the cow is obviously not constructive, because what type of cow makes a constructive fire? Do you know what the answer is? Says the Gemara, No, the case is where it's a constructive fire. The cow knows what it's doing. 
So the Gemara says, Shari Hikmashkech. So what's the case? The cow is making a fire on purpose. So what's the case? Amrle Ravavia, Hachamayaskina, Bishar Pikeach. We're talking about a very smart cow. That it has a wound on its back and it wants to roll around in ashes. It knows that ashes will make it feel better. So it's making a fire in order to have ashes, in order to roll around in it. The needs the ashes to heal its back. Meaning, the case of the Mishnah, if you hold, again, the person is Kim in the Ramine, which means the person will get the death penalty. And according to Yechanan, that's only true if it's a constructive fire. That would mean that the Mishnah is also talking about a case where the cow is making a constructive fire because the cow lit it on purpose. So says the Gemara, where do we find such a situation where a cow is doing something with that level of intelligence? So in, the Gemara says, I don't have a problem. I had a case like this. There was a certain ox that Rav Papa owned. It had a toothache. So it didn't wait for the owner to get home. Al It went inside, pushed the cover of a beer barrel away. It knew where the beer was. It knew the beer would get rid of the toothache. Opened up the beer bottle. So you see, it's a very, you see, it's a very, very clever cow. So this cow also knows that if it has a fire, it'll make it bad feel better because so it made a fire. That's the case. Okay. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. It's a. It's a they had smart cows. So, so the Gemara says, "Am Rabban and Kamei Derev Papa, me matzis ma amrit shayre dumi didei." Okay, fine. So let's let's go. Let's fine. Let's entertain this. Let's entertain this. The Mishnah is talking about the person and the cow are identical. That means the person did it on purpose. The cow did it on purpose. Fine. Okay. Let's go to the second part of the Mishnah. The, another example of the difference between a person and a cow is humiliation. Okay, a cow humiliates you. Doesn't have to pay person humiliates you, now you're telling me the same thing. Uh, a cow did it on purpose. The cow meant yeah, to yeah, humiliate yeah. you. So the Gemara says, okay. So what's the case for this? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you the case. The case of Busha, the, 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 people misunderstand that I have to pay, right? If I, if I cause a damage that causes embarrassment, I have to pay. I don't actually have to be mechavin to humiliate you. I have to be mechavin to hurt you. As long as you're mechavin to do the hezek, if the hezek causes humiliation, that's enough. Meaning, if you're not mechavin to do the hezek, I'm just I'm swinging my hand and it happens to hit you in a way that humiliates you, I don't have to pay. But if mechavin lehazek, and that hezek causes busha, that's enough to mechaev, even though I'm not mechaev in levayesh. That's the case of the cow. The cow wanted to inflict damage, and it happened to humiliate you. So that is the case. So taka could flow. But again, this whole process was because we're looking for a case in the Mishnah where a person is not going to pay for making a fire on Shabbos because of kim lebe de And according to Rav that's only true if you did it on purpose, with a constructive act. Says the Gemara, I have a different halach. Rava Omar, Masisim Bishaykik. Rava has a completely different approach. Rava feels there is Kimle Bidiramine, even Bishaykik. Meaning, Rava Shita is that Kimle Bidiramine is not just on the Chilal Shabbos that will give you the death penalty. Rava Shita is that if you're Mechal Shabbos Bishaykik, you're also going to be Kimle Bidiramine. Because it's an Avera that comes with it, meaning, an Avera that's so severe that you would get the death penalty under the right circumstances, you don't have to pay. That's, so, 
So, correct, but I don't even think that's the that's point. Right. I think the point of meaning the simple way of learning a Kimle Bidramine is that the death penalty punishment practically suffices. Rav is saying no. You'll actually you have Kimle Bidrame even Meshoigik, meaning why? Rava's shot is that when you have an Avera that has the severity of the death penalty under certain circumstances, even if you're not getting the death penalty, that itself, the Torah is like, we got bigger fish to fry. Even though practically you're not getting the death penalty, but it's an Avera that comes with the death penalty. So therefore Rava says like this, Rav Yechonah could be right, that you only get the death penalty if you make a fire that's constructive. I, the Mishnah is talking about a cow and a person answers, the Mishnah is not talking about constructive fires. Cows don't know what they're doing. It's not constructive. So where, why is it Kim Le'Ramine? There's Kim Le'Ramine, even when there is Nechi of Misa. Rabashita is, there's Kim Le'Ramine, meaning you don't have to pay for a financial penalty, a financial punishment, if you didn't have there, that has Chil Shabbos. Even if it's not the type of Chil Shabbos, that would get you the death penalty. Rabba says, The case is where you're actually Mechal Shabbos Meshoigig. So you don't have to get into the whole complicated case of constructive, not constructive, it's not Mechal Shabbos Meshoigig. You're not going to have to pay if you're Mechal Shabbos Meshoyig. Correct. Yeah. So the Gemara says, where did he get this from? He got this from the teaching of the Bechizkiah. The ton of the Bechizkiah, the Pasuk says, is one Pasuk, Make Adam, Umake Behema. The Pasuk says, Make Adam, which is that. Uh, uh, that's that's talking about a case where you kill somebody and you get the death penalty, and then the apostle says makeh behema, which is uh, just money. So the Gemara compares the two. Ma makeh behema. Now, when it comes to a person inflicting financial damage on a cow, it doesn't matter whether you did it accidentally or on purpose. Whether you did it intentionally or unintentionally, whether you went up or down. In all cases, you're chayv. Meaning, if a person does a financial damage, hurts a cow, it doesn't matter whether it's shaygig or mezid, you have to pay. In all circumstances, you're chayv. So too, af maki adam. So too, maki adam, which is something that would get you executed, right? Killing someone. Bein mischavin, loy tachleik ba bein shaygig or mezid, bein mischavin l'shein mischavin, mederech rida derech aliyah, l'chayv man l'poitre man. In all cases, you're potter. Meaning, the Pasuk is lumping them all together. Just like by Mazid, you're getting the death penalty, you're not going to have to pay. So to Shagyos, you don't have to pay. So that's Ravashita. In our Mishnah that says a case where you made a fire on Shabbos is really Shagyig. And you don't have to pay because Kimli Rabbana even Bishagig. So the Gemara says, Amale Rabbanal Rabba, Rabbanan say to Rabba. So how do you read that in the Mishnah? Let me read you the last line of the Mishnah. You made a fire, you don't have to pay. Because you're going to die. That doesn't sound like shaygig. Meschayv benavshay kind of sounds like you're practically going to die. So the Gemara says to Rava, "Mimatzis mukulah b'shaygam nation nida benavshay katani." The Mishnah says, "Meschayv benavshay." That kind of sounds like you're practically going to die. So the answer is no. Hachi yomer kivan de b'meizin nida benavshay veichidami de kaboy laafre hashter b'shaygig pader. What it means is you did an act that under certain circumstances would be meschayv benavshay. That's enough to party. That's what. We're Meaning you don't have to pay for the financial penalty if you did a b'shoyik. According to Rav at all, it, it means you didn't have error that under certain circumstances would lead to death. Correct. Um, okay, new Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah says like this. Rav oh, everyone else, I mean. 
says that it has to be yeah, Pashas. The Pashup shot is that Kim uh, means that because you're getting killed practically, the death will suffice. Rava is now completely changing how you perceive Kim Now, okay, new Mishnah. It's not complicated. It, it's, it's like this. There's a concept called Hamaitzi Mechaver Levaraya, right? That means that the, board, uh, the, the, the burden of proof is on the person who uh, is uh, trying to take the money, as opposed to the person who is in, uh, who is in charge of the money. So the Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah gives, I think, four or five cases of Kimel of the Ramine. The Mishnah says like this. Case number one. Your cow is chasing after your friend's cow. And it's clearly intending to hurt it. Then they turn around the corner. You don't see what happens. But the time you get there, your friend's cow is injured. Now, no one saw it happen. Definitely, if you had to guess, Stoma, your cow did it. But says the Mishnah, Huzik, you found the other cow damaged. So the, the victim's owner says, your cow hurt my cow, and you have to pay. And you say, no, the animal was running, maybe chased by my cow, it tripped over itself. Hit, hit its head and, and it hurt itself on a rock. I didn't do my cat didn't do anything and there's no there's no video evidence. So what's the halacha? The Gemara says you don't have to pay because the burden of proof is on the victim, not uh, not not the damager, not the potential damager. That's case number one. Okay, very simple. Case number two. Let's say two ox belonging to two different people are chasing after a cow. The cow gets hurt by an ox. We just don't know which one. This says, your ox did it. This says, your ox did it. Go to the next page. Again, both are potter because each one is... Now, now let's say the two oxen are owned by the same person. Then obviously Chayev, he's Chayev because he definitely his ox definitely did it. Oh no 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 no! This is where you saw the ox do it. You just didn't see which one. Okay. So okay. Now here's now here's the guy gets interesting. Meaning what? The owner of the who owns both has to pay. Now here's where. It, There's two cows that are running after one cow. Yeah, but I own both of them. Manushach, my, one of my cows did it. One of my cows did it, Manushach. But how much do you pay? Which cow did it? Oh, that now, so, so now, now, no, no. That was where they're both the same value. Now we're getting into the fun. Now, Okay, let's say I have two oxen that are chasing after him. One of the cows did it for sure, because we, ha- we know that one of the cows did it. But one of the cows is very big and very valuable. One of the cows are not. Now, why do I want, I'm the victim, I'd like the one that did it to be bigger. Because... Because uh, uh, Tom has a cap to the value of the damager. So if I have one cow worth $100 and one cow worth $10,000, one of them got hurt. I'd rather the 10000 Because if it's 100 that means the cap is 100 If it's 10000 the cap is 10000 So the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, right? The victim says the big ox did it, the more valuable ox, because again, he has an invested interest that he wants the, the more valuable ox to do because it's a higher cap. So I'm just go with the numbers. One ox is worth a, a thousand and ten thousand. So I say the ten. The victim says the ten thousand. But Hamazik like you look at and the Mazik says no, 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 no. It was the it was the less expensive one. It says Machlek is one thousand or ten thousand. What's the halacha? Hamayitzi mechaver elvarai. Meaning, you go with the one thousand. Meaning Manushach he's going to have to pay for the thousand. He's going to have to pay for the damage. And that, and he and, and he's going to go with the cap of the thousand. You want to up it to the ten thousand? That's on you. A similar case. Let's say I own both cows. One of them is a tom. One of them is a mood. 
and one, I knew one of them attacked. So which one? Which one attacked? So again, the victim is going to want the muad to attack because then you pay nezek shalim. I, the damager owner, would I want to say my tam attacked because then I only have to pay chazi nezek. So hinizekaimer muad hizik v'amazekaimer loykil tam hizik. So again, so what? Hamaytzachav araya. I'll pay for the tam. You want me to pay? I'll pay chazi nezek. You want me to pay nezek shalim? You got to prove it. Okay, let's keep going. So far, so good. Now it's the exact same thing, but instead of one ox getting hurt, let's say two oxen get hurt. So, so I have two oxen that got hurt. One's a large ox and one's a small ox. Now, one of them got hurt. Each one got hurt by an ox. So you have a big ox and a small ox. A big ox and a small ox. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so you have a big ox and a small ox. So they both got hurt. I'm the big ox. He's small Dear God. Okay. Everyone quiet. So you have a big ox and a small ox that got hurt. Buy a big ox and a small ox. So which one is which? Again, I, the victim, will want the big ox to be damaged by the big ox and the small ox to be damaged by the small ox. I'll tell you why. The small ox has probably $100 worth of damage. It would be a waste to have the big ox do it because the big ox has a $10,000 cap. The small ox, which the big ox, which probably had $1,000 worth of damage, it would, be a, it would be a shame to have the small ox do it because, again, I'm looking at it as how am I going to recoup my money? So my small ox got hurt, probably $100 worth of damage. The big ox got hurt, $10,000 worth of damage. So if I'm choosing, I'd rather the small ox get hurt by the small ox the big ox gets small, uh, hurt by the big ox because that way I have more of a chance of recouping my money. The small ox is less than money damage. I don't need the big ox to have hurt it because then it's like a waste. Like if I have $100 worth of damage and I could have it attacked by a $200 ox or a $10,000 ox, $200 ox. Because it's, it's a waste, the $10,000 ox. It's, I'm not using the cap. The big ox got hurt. Again, I have a small ox and a big ox. They both got hurt. One by a small, one by a big. If I have to choose the victim, I'm going to choose small got hurt by small, big got hurt by big. That way I have more of a chance of recouping my money. But the, what is the... Huh? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. However you understand it, you, you still... However you understand there's still a cap. I'm saying you're still... Yeah. The big ox got a $10,000 damage. The small ox got a $100 damage. If you do... The, if the small one hurt the big one, I'm, I'm not getting more than $100 back. If the big one hurt the small one, it's a waste. It's a, okay, for, no, but 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 I, but both happen. So if I if I have to trace it, right? If I have to trace it, I'd rather small to small, big to big. Says the Mishnah. But what is the, obviously what is the damager's claim? He claims the opposite. Okay, so again, what are we going to do? We're going to go with the lesser amount. Similarly, two oxen got hurt. My two oxen got hurt, the big and the small. One got hurt by a tom, one got hurt by a muud. Again, if I had to draw it up, I'd rather my big one get hurt by the muud and the small one get hurt by the tom. You just got to think of trying to get your money back. So, all these cases, we will we will acknowledge the lesser claim, but you want the more money, you're going to have to prove it. Now, today's daf, I was thinking about doing daf, and this is how I'm formulating the rest of the daf. It's like this. The Gemara starts off by saying, this whole basic premise of the Mishnah is Hamaitzim Chalavarai. You're claiming, I owe you money, I'm claiming, I don't. Mm-hmm. Burden of proof is on you. 
Says the Gemara, Amar Meres, Our mission does not follow Sumchas. Why? Sumchas' shita is that whenever there is a debate about the money, split it. So Sumchas limits the rule of Hamaitzim Mechavel of Araya. So our Mishnah, which employs Hamaitzim Araya, does not follow Sumchas. Now, okay, that could be. Now, here's the rest of the daf. That could very well be. It's, I don't have a problem saying our Mishnah does not follow Sumchas. But let me ask you a question. Do you think Sumchas said it in all situations? Every situation you split it, that's a bit ridiculous. So here's the deal. It, you just have to make a claim. That's it. A claim. So here's the deal. Let me, let me explain this. There's four categories to my knowledge. Okay. There's the, the Nizik, the victim, damager. If we're both Shema, right, we're both not sure. No way you're splitting it. Sumchas never said it by Shema and Shema. Because Shema and Shema, if they're both unsure, if the victim himself is unsure, he's not getting a penny. Right. So Sumchas never said it by Shema and Shema, throw it to this side. Sumchas also, by the way, if the victim is a Shema and the damager is a Bari, same thing. Right. If the victim's a Shema, you're not getting a penny. Sumchas didn't say that. Sumchas definitely said it by the victim being a Bari and the damager being a Shema. That, that Sumchas definitely said his shita because I, the victim, I'm confident about what happened. You, the damager, unsure, says Sumchas, not a Mozart, split it. The question is, did, but, but that at least makes sense. Correct, but at least I'm a Bari. True, but at least, at least it makes sense, I'm a Bari. If I'm a Bari, I get it. You're a Shema, so I'm Bari, you're a Shema, so already my claim is stronger than yours. Split it. The question is, did he say it by Bari and Bari? So again, Shema Veshema for sure not. Nizik Shema, Mazik Bari for sure not. Nizik Bari, Mazik Shema for sure. Yes, Sumcha said it. Did he say it by Bari and Bari? So we're saying our Mishnah is not like Sumcha. So the Gemara assumes our Mishnah is Bari and Bari. Both are claiming they know what happened. And it's not like Sumcha. So that means that you see from our Sugya that Sumcha said it even by Bari and Bari. And our mission is not like him. Fair. The Gemara says, Om Rav Chibar Abba, Zoysa Meris, you see from this Mishnah that the Mishnah is constantly saying, Hamotzim Chavarai, you never split it. Zoysa Meris, Chalukin, Olav Chavar, Val Sumchis. Our mission is not follow Sumchis. Domar, Mamma, Namutta Besav Chalkin. Because Sumchis said, it's not Hamotzim Chavarai, it's split it. So according to Sumchis, you would always split the amount 50 50. Our Mishnah does not follow that, because our Mission does not follow Sumchis. So says the Gemara, Amle Rav Abba Bar Mamma, Rav Chibar Abba. Our Mishnah, the Gemara assumes, is Bari and Bari, meaning the Nizik is Bari, the Mazik is Bari. Both are 100% confident. There's no questioning. They know what happened. Each one knows what happened. And that's what, that's what we assume is the case, which means Sumchis said Heshita even by Bari and Bari. Because our Mishnah is not like Sumchis, which means Sumchis said Heshita even by Bari and Bari, and our Mishnah is not like him. So the Gemara says, is that true? I'm like, in, yes. Sumchis Amr Afilu Bari Bari, meaning... Sumchas said a shita, not just where the nizik is a bari and the mazik is a shema, but rather even when it's bari and bari and they're equal, still split it. That's sumchas a shita. As long as the nizik is a bari, you're getting 50%. Because our Mishnah is bari and bari and it's not like sumchas. So the Gemara says, how do you know that our Mishnah is bari and bari? How do you know that our Mishnah, both the victim and the damager are both confident? Umaydim asis and bari bari. How do you read that in the Mishnah? The Gemara says, diktani, because the Mishnah says, ze omer sharcha hizik vizemer loki. Their Lashonas are very confident. Sharcha Hizik, your cow did it. He says, my cow did not do it. It was a rock. The point is both very, very confident, both Bari, 
And our Mishnah says, not like Sumchas. Okay, now here's the issue, and this is where we're going to have to the rest of the daf. You're now saying that our Mishnah is Bari and Bari, and that's where Sumchas seems to disagree as well. The problem is, if our Mishnah is Bari and Bari, then we have a little bit of a problem. Our Mishnah can be Bari and Shema. I have no problem with that. But you're now telling me our Mishnah is Bari and Bari. Here's the problem. Let me explain to the problem. There's a Shita of Rav Bar Nosan. Rabbi Varnasen's sheet is as follows. You have at the end of the Mishnah, um, let's go pick one case at the end of the Mishnah. I claim that my, there's, an, okay, two animals. I have one animal that was attacked by one of your animals. You own both of them. One's a Tom, one's a Mood. I claim, I, the victim, claim it was a Mood that did it. You claim it was a Tom. What's the halacha? I get paid like a Tom. And if I want to prove Mu'ad, I need more than that. Now, you're telling me our Mishnah is Bari and Bari. Now, here's the issue. Rabbi Barnas and Shita is that when there's a Bari against a Bari claim, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay at all. Let me explain. What's happening over here? I, the victim, am claiming I was attacked, my animal was attacked by a Mu'ad. You're saying, no, it's a Tom. So what do we say? Give him the money for the Tom, mm-hmm. and then if you need to up it, Hamotzer Chavarai. Rabbi Barnasan would tell you in such a situation, I don't have to pay at all. You don't have to pay at all. I'll tell you why. Because Rabbi Barnasan looks at it like this. When I claim my animal was attacked by a muad, you know what I'm also claiming? I'm claiming two things. My animal was attacked by a muad, and it was not attacked by a tom. And therefore, when you come in and say it was attacked by a tom, no so I don't, we no longer are seeing eye to eye. Meaning, if you could look at it two ways. I could be saying that my animal is attacked by a muad. I could be saying two things. My animal was attacked. I believe it was a muad, but might have also been a tom, but it was definitely attacked. But that's not how Rabbi Barnasan looks at it. Rabbi Barnasan looks at it as like this. If you make a claim of a, mu, of, of a bari, of A, you're saying A to the exclusion of everything else. So if I'm claiming that my animal was attacked by a muad, you know what I'm also saying? It was not attacked by a tom. And therefore, when you come in and say it was attacked by a tom, why do we, why do, why do you have to pay at all? We're, we don't, you're not agreeing to my claim. Mm-hmm. It, 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 No, but over there, because there's no overlap. The, the case that I picked, it, it's sort of like this. It's like, it's like you agree to me halfway. We're agreeing with each other halfway. So you have to pay halfway. You want to claim more. That's the Gemara's assumption, right? That's how you read the Mishnah. You read the Mishnah by saying like this. I claim the animal's attacked by a mood. You claim the animal's attacked by a tom. So why do it you have to pay for a tom? Because we're both agreeing it was attacked by at least a tom. So therefore, we're both maskim that it was attacked at least by a tom. So 50% of the area... And my brain works is shaded, you know, yeah. overlap in the Venn diagram. We both agree that it was attacked by Elisa Tom, so you have to pay. So you want Mu'ad. Oh, but if you're looking at it's Bari and Bari, then Rabbi Nelson would say, you're not agreeing at all. This is the Venn diagram. It's not, there's no overlap. Because I'm claiming Tom, not Mu'ad. You're claiming Mu'ad, not Tom. So if you're telling me our Mishnah is Bari and Bari, the end of the Mishnah doesn't work. That's why they go for lesser claims in the American court system. You go for manslaughter, not murder, because you go for murder, you don't get it. You're not on the Correct. That's the point. It's a, so the Gemara is saying like this. So just to review, you're telling me our Mishnah is Bari and Bari, and it's a Raya that Sumchis says it even by Bari and Bari. You're telling me our Mishnah is Bari and Bari. If our Mishnah is Bari and Bari, the rest of the Mishnah doesn't work. 
The Gemara says, Maskler of Papa, Midaresha Bari Bari, Sefanami Bari Bari. You tell me our entire Mishnah is Bari and Bari, that the claims are 100% confident, then the end of the Mishnah does not work. Ema Sefa, what's the end of the Mishnah? If there were two animals that got hurt, a large and a small, and it got hurt by a large and a small, we don't know which one, so Nizak Omer Gadol Hizak. So the damage party says, well, the big one hurt the big one, and the big and the small one hit the small one. The damager says, "No, katan hizik. No, 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 no. It's big to small, small to big. What's the halacha? Or Or if it was attacked by a tam and a muid. So I claim the big one was attacked by a muid, the small one by a tam, and you say no, vice versa. What's the halacha? You have to pay me for the tam." Because we're both agreeing to that shaded factor of the Venn diagram. We're both agreeing that the big one was at least attacked by Atam. You want Mu'ad money? That's the Mishnah says. But wait a minute. At the end of the day, you're at least getting 50%. You're getting the claim of the Tam. But why? If it's Bari Bari, name a Tavit, you have to do Rabbi Arnason. Then our mission is no longer like Rabbi Arnason. Is that if a plaintiff claimed, claimed that he's owned, bar- if I claim that you owe me wheat, and you claim, no, I owe you barley, so what's the halacha, both barley, Rabbi Barnas and Shita is, you don't have to pay at all. Why? Because when you say wheat, you mean wheat to the exclusion of barley, and when you say barley, you mean barley to the exclusion of wheat. That's how Rabbi Barnas looks at it. So there is no overlap, there is no you'd be completely exempt. So, so, so meaning, so the end of the Mishnah cannot be barley or barley, because then it doesn't work. Rather, the end of the Mishnah must be Bari Vishema. So if the end of the Mishnah is Bari Vishema, the beginning of the Mishnah is Bari Vishema as well. And it is not a raya that Sumchus holds his shita even by Bari or Bari, because our Mishnah cannot be Bari or Bari. Because if the beginning of the Mishnah is Bari or Bari, and Sumchus said his shita even by Bari or Bari, and our Mishnah is not like Sumchus, then the end of the Mishnah has to be Bari or Bari, but then the Mishnah cannot be Bari or Bari, because then it doesn't work with the Rabbi Renosim. It must be the end of the Mishnah is talking about Bari Vishema, and that's why, meaning, and therefore, you see, here's the deal. By the way, so let me just speak this out. So the case is not, again, according to Rabbi Nassim, again, my, I claim my big animal was attacked by a muid, you claim tam. So what's the halacha? You have to pay tam, money. I want muid money, moitzach Cannot be bari on bari. Why? Because if I claim it was attacked by a muid 100%, that's also me saying a muid and not a tam. And then you saying tam, that's you saying tam and not a muid. So it can't be that. Because then according to Rabbi Nelson, you won't have to pay at all. What it must be? It must be Bari Vishama. I just want to clarify one point. Who's Bari Hushama? The Gemara is going to speak this out. It has to be that I am not sure. If I am Bari, then I am saying my animal is attacked by a mood and not a Tom. No good. It has to be I am Shema, you're Bari. That's the end of the Mishnah. So I am saying my animal was attacked. I believed by a mood. It was definitely attacked. Then you're responding. I agree it was attacked, but it was a Tom. So now we're seeing eye to eye to each other. That's where the end of the Mishnah makes sense. But according to Rabbi Arnosan, the end of the Mishnah cannot be Bari or Bari. It has to be the Nizik is Shema, the Mazik is Bari. That's Correct, yeah, yeah. But the point is, we don't have a proof that Sumcha said Hashita even by Bari or Bari. The, 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 the end of the Mishnah is where the Nizik is Shema, the Mazik is Bari. Okay. So the Gemara says, it must be Bari Vashema. Now, the Gemara just clarifies, Dakari Bari Man, Dakari Shema Man. Who's the Bari and who's the Shema? Again, it has to be to make it work with Rabbi Barnasan, the Nizik, the victim is a Shema. Because if the victim is claiming 100% certainty, I was attacked by a Muid, that's my way of saying a Muid and not a Tam. And then when you're coming back, we're not seeing eye to eye. It has to be that I claim, I'm not sure. 
I know my animal is attacked. I think it was a, a muad. Not 100% sure. So and then you're responding by like, I agree it was attacked, but it was a tom. So now you're moed of a mixus. Now you're agreeing with me. Now you have to pay. So the Gemara says, It can't be that the Nizik is Bari and the Mazik is Shema because it's the same thing. Rather, Now, one last issue. So now we're claiming the end of the Mishnah is where the Nizik is Shema and the Mazik is Bari. Nizik Shema, Mazik Bari. Here's the problem. That means that the beginning of the mission is also like that. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. If you remember, again, the end of the mission, just remember this. End of the Mishnah is Nizik Shema Mazik Bari. Nizik Shema Mazik Bari. If you remember, I started this by saying, Sumchis Shita. Sumchis never said it by Shema Vashema. Throw that out. Sumchis never said it where the Nizik is Shema and the Mazik Bari either. Never said that. Nizik Shema Mazik Bari X. He never said his Shita there. He only said it where the Nizik is Bari and the Mazik is Shema. So the end of the Mishnah is where the Nizik is Shema, Mazik is Bari, but the beginning of the Mishnah is where the Nizik is Bari and the Mazik is Shema. You understand? It has to be. You said, again, the beginning of the Gemara was that our mission is not like Sumchus, which means Sumchus said his shita, and our mission is not like that. Sumchus never said his shita where the Nizik is Bari and the Mazik, uh, the Nizik is Bari and the Mazik is Shem. He never said his shita. That's not where we explained it. We said the Sefer is the Nizik is Shem and the Mazik is Bari. I'm sorry. The end of the mission is Nizik Shem and Mazik Bari. Sumchus never said his shita where the Nizik is Shem and the Mazik Bari. He never said his shita such as... But you, you wouldn't have to tell me the n- n- Mishnah is not like Sumchus. Sumchus never said Shita okay, then. Okay, Meaning, <laughs> the end of the Mishnah is where the Nizik, the victim, is unclear. So that would mean that the beginning of the Mishnah, the victim is also unclear. The problem is when the victim is unclear, Sumchus never said Hishita. You wouldn't have to tell me that the Mishnah is not like Sumchus. No, Sumchus never said Hishita in such a situation. So the beginning of the Mishnah has to be victim is clear. Mazik Shema, it has to be Nizik Bari Mazik Shema, the end of the Mishnah has to be Nizik Shema Mazik Bari. So the, both the beginning of the Mishnah and the end of the Mishnah, one's a Shema, one's a Bari, but you have to invert who, who did it. So the Gemara says, yeah, that's what you have to do. The Gemara says, Loi, Seifa Nizik Shema Mazik Bari, Reisha Nizik Bari Mazik Shema. You're right, the beginning of the Mishnah has to be Nizik Bari Mazik Shema to allow Sumchus to have a shita for us to disagree with. The end of the mission has to be Nizik Shema Mazik Bari in order for it to not be a problem with Rabbah Barnasa. Okay. So now the one last issue is that the Mishnah is, the beginning is Nizik Bari Mazik Shema, the end is Nizik Shema Mazik Bari. So it's, it's Shema Bari, but it's, it's, it's inverse. So the Gemara says, is that an issue? Now the Mishnah is, no, is sort of like incongruent. It's not really flowing well. The answer is no, that's fine. Amri Bari V'Shema Shemu Bari Chad Milsahi. Bari Ubari Shemu Bari Tremilinu. As long as it's always, it's Bari V'Shema, Bari V'Shema, I don't have a problem. I would have an issue if the beginning was like Bari Ubari and then Bari Shema. I don't have, as long as it's Bari Shema, Bari Shema, I don't mind if this one's the Nizik Shema, this is the Mazik Bari, vice versa. I don't have a problem. That, that, that the Mishnah could do. Okay, just to finish up the Gemara, very good, we'll just finish up. Gufa, just to quote this opinion, Amar Rabbah Barnasan, Rabbah Barnasan said, Tanu chitin in Potter. If the victim or the plaintiff claimed that he's owed wheat, and the other person claims that he's owed barley, the halacha is your potter. Why? Because Rabbi Arnasim looks at it that when you claim you're owed wheat, you're saying, I am owed wheat and nothing else. And when you claim barley, you're saying barley and nothing else. So therefore there's no 
seeing eye to eye. So the Gemara says, Now Rabbi Barnosan is an Amora. Why does he have to tell me this? Don't I know this already? Tanina, it's a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah in Shavuos. The Mishnah Mamma says this exact same thing. That if I claim wheat and you claim barley, we're potter. So why is Rabbi Barnosan telling me a Mishnah? The answer is, he's clarifying the Mishnah. His Chiddush is, if I claim wheat, which is $10, and you say barley, which is $5, the Mishnah says potter. Now, you could read that two ways. Potter on the extra five, or potter on everything. Rabbi Arnasen is clarifying that when the Mishnah says potter, it means potter le gamri, that you don't have to pay at all. That's what Rabbi Arnasen is clarifying. He's not, t- he's not telling you a Mishnah, he's clarifying the Mishnah. Just to finish up, Tnan, Hayun Rizakim Shnaim Echad Gadol Vechad Katan. But the Gemara says, Haloy Maisi Raya Shaka Kudam Ramazik, Amai Chitim Sarim Ninu. Our Mishnah said, this is sort of reiterating what we had in the Mishnah, how is our Mishnah working according to Rabbi Arnasan? Assuming our Mishnah is Bari and Bari, meaning, the Gemara assumes, not like what we said before, our Mishnah is Bari and Bari. I claim that I'm the victim, I claim that my animal was attacked by a muid. You claim Tam, what's the halacha? You have to pay 50%. Why? Isn't this Mamish the exact same thing? I'm claiming muid and not a Tam, you're claiming a Tam and not a muid. So why are you paying at all? You should be completely exempt. Now, although the Gemara explained that our Mishnah is talking about Bari Vishema, the Gemara says, but if you read the Mishnah as Bari Yabari, our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Arnasan. So the Gemara says, no. All the Mishnah means, what, why is the Mishnah not like Rabbi Arnasan? Again, Rabbi Arnasan holds that if I claim wheat and you claim barley, you're Pater Legamri. Our Mishnah is the exact same thing. I'm claiming Muid, you're claiming Tam, and I'm not Pater Legamri. I'm Chayiv to pay half. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. It never says Chayiv. It says you should pay half, but you actually never will. What it means is you should pay, meaning like in a perfect world we would have justice, but you're not actually ever going to pay. So our mission never says you paid. Our mission just says you, you should pay, but you're not actually going to. Okay. The Gemara says, wait a minute. So you're telling me in our mission, in such a situation, you actually never pay? The Bryce actually says that you paid. So the answer is to tough us. The, the Bryce is talking about a case where someone grabbed it, meaning... In such a situation, you don't actually have to pay. The court will never make you pay. Either Bryce says you did. It means if you grab the money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, meaning if I, again, I claim that I was attacked by a muid. Mm-hmm. You claim Tom. According to Rabbi Nosson, you're part of Legamri. Either mission implies that you paid half. No, 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 you didn't pay half. I grabbed half from you. If I grab the Tom money from you, you can't take it back. But our Mishnah can still work with Rabbi Nosson. The exact same Gemara again. Tanan, the next case of the Mishnah, Hayecha Tam Echad Muud, Hanizagar Mermud, Hizik is a God of a Tamas a Katan, Hamazagar Mloikila Tamas a God of Mood is a Katan, Hamazagar Mariah, Mamish is the exact same thing with Tam and Mood instead of big and small Tam and Mood. Haloi Maisi Raya Shagadam Ramazik, Amai Hachidim Zarninu. Isn't that Mishnah not like Rabbi Nosson? The answer is, you don't have to pay. It works like Rabbi Nosson. When the Mishnah says you should pay, it just means you should, but you never actually will. I, the Bryce says, I raised the price actually said you paid. The answer is the Tafas. Again, it's talking about a case where you grab the money. Whoo! My pleasure. Cool. I'll, 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 later on.